Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the morning meeting of the virtual hedge fund we call Armor Investing. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to share with you thoughts on the stock market from an investing point of view, from a trading point of view, day trading, swing trading. So we're going to break it down into stocks that we're buying, stocks that we're watching, and what we think the market's doing. Take all this information and please recognize by being on this call right now, you're the portfolio manager on a hedge fund desk. Take the information, apply it to your strategy, and be the smart money, okay? Um, so, holiday weekend coming up. Merry Christmas to everybody. Market's closed on Monday. We have a three-day weekend. What do markets usually do into three-day weekends? They usually go higher for whatever reasons. Let's don't get technical about it. That's just what they do. So, um, market had a big down day on Wednesday. It was a reversal day. But if you think about it, it was a big down hour and a half. It was almost as if just the buy program shut off for a little bit. Boom. Shakeout. Market's due for a shakeout. Now, what do we, what do we normal, normally see when you get that big shakeout bar? It usually marks the beginning of some type of consolidation. So this is my comment for you on the big picture market um, uh, um, process. Here's the S&P. We'll just look at that. So there's the big down bar. Okay. Um, go back to here, that yellow bar right here, this big down bar right there. That marked the top of the rally that led to a decline of a couple of months. Okay. We don't know if that's what this is going to be. I'm going to be able to show you if we went through it, we had it all the time, multiple bars like Wednesday in a massive uptrend. And it meant nothing. That bar I show you um, in, in late July meant nothing until you took out the low of that bar. And that's what started the correction. So, if the low of Wednesday gets taken out, we're in some type of correction. We are in a power uptrend. So the type of correction that I would expect is a consolidation up around these levels. I have for you, whenever we go through these charts together, and just to remind everybody, there's three ways to access Armor information, right? You could be an Armor Report subscriber and you're getting the morning meeting, right? And the captain's note and you're doing it yourself. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Go for it. Then you can join us on the desk. Part of this morning meeting. Then you're part of the live stream all day. And I love you guys because I love working together. We put all of our heads together. We're the smart money together. We're basically running a hedge fund together with all the portfolio managers. Um, adding information and adding ideas as we go throughout the day. So that's where we do it together. And then, of course, if you need to, and I get it, if you have a job and you can't be on the desk all day, I'm here for you. We run a, you know, uh, an investment management business. So if that makes sense, you can always direct message me, give me a call, and we'll see if that kind of a relationship works. Okay, so getting back to um, the market. I'm going to share with you as we go through this during the live trading session, what the stops are. So what I'm saying to you is if that Wednesday is the beginning of a correction, I think it will happen above that red line. I think it would be a correction in time instead of price. I think the market will correct in time instead of price. 
because we're in a power uptrend. Now, our mantra on this desk is read and react. So I'm giving you an opinion. It's like a goalpost. We know where the goalposts are. And if something else happens, we have to react to it. So whenever I give you an opinion of what I think the market is going to do, where it's going, all that kind of stuff, I'm not married to it. There's no ego in here. It's just about this is what, this is the highest probability action. If something else is happening, it helps me realize something's wrong and I have to react to it. Okay. So um, two things to take away about the market right now. Wednesday was an hour and a half of selling for no apparent reason. I call that a crazy Ivan. In a bull market, there'll be a day or two where the market just shakes out. And then it goes back on its trajectory. Sometimes that shakeout marks the beginning of a consolidation. That may be what's happening here. We don't know. I expect the market to stay above that red line that I've drawn for you. If that happens, then it's a very healthy consolidation before the follow-on buy trigger where we put even more capital to work. So big picture, we're still carrying, I don't know, 10 to 20% cash, depending on the type of portfolio I'm managing. Now we manage our business through interactive brokers. So any relationship we have, we run through interactive brokers. And when I look at those portfolios, some are conservative, some are balanced, that kind of thing. Some are aggressive, anywhere between 10 and 20% U.S. Treasury bills. I look at that as my dividend portfolio. We're collecting 5.5% out till April. So, okay, do I put that money to work? What I'm saying to you is I don't until the correction shows up in time or price and we get a follow-on buy trigger. So that's the big picture of the market. I shared with you guys yesterday. Now, let's get back to what the market should do today into a three-day weekend. We're expecting the market to rally into a three-day weekend. It almost always does, particularly into Christmas and all that kind of stuff. And what I shared with you guys on the desk yesterday, and I actually, if you're following me on Twitter, at Brett Rosenthal, I put it out there. On Twitter at 1.30 yesterday, stock twitch. You can follow me there too, Armor Report Stock Twitch. Um, what I shared with you was the following comment, and this I'm going to show you the chart. Okay, this is the chart of the SP. And on Twitter, what I wrote, or X or whatever you want to call it, I posted this question. It's 1.30, and we're long SPXL. That's right in this green box here. Question, will today be the reciprocal of yesterday? 2.30 marked the beginning of the aggressive selling yesterday. Will 2.30 be the beginning of the buy program today? Well, it looks like that call right here at 1.30 was 100% accurate. And we captured all of that on our trading desk yesterday, right to the high of the day. So just to go through the Armored Day Trading Playbook now, and this is the highlighted trade of the day. So stocks to trade, SPXL, triple the S&P. What we look for is a reversal bar to key location. In this case, it was a three-bar reversal. The break below the key location, which was the Armour ATR low of the day, and then the immediate recovery back above. The immediacy of the recovery is the trigger. That's telling you that the selling exhaustion has just, is just, ha just hit the market. And a move the other way has begun. Another way to look at this is like this. You can draw, draw the downtrend of the day. Market's been selling off, selling off, selling off. 
There's the reversal. The white box is the reversal. The green box is where you start buying the market. And that was also the beginning of the buy program, which is, I guess was 1.30 instead of 2.30. It was 2.30 selling yesterday, uh, Wednesday, and it was 1.30 buying. The buy program hit at 1.30 yesterday, and we grabbed all of that. And one reason why we, we were willing to be aggressive down there and buy that is that we were expecting, and I shared this with you, a rally into the weekend. So somewhere in here, the rally is going to begin. Let's capture it. So we got it at the end of the day yesterday, and I expect it to follow through today uh, into the into the close. That's my guess. Okay. One thing that's going to help that is confirmation. I don't know if we're going to all look back at this time and realize. This could be crazy what I'm about to say. I don't know if you can stand this. Is Fed Chairman Powell a genius? I mean, I I don't know. In retrospect, we're going to look. Everyone loves to hate him. Everyone loves to hate him. But he had to go through and manage through A, a once in a hundred year pandemic insanity where he had to go flush the system with cash because of the stupidity of the people in charge around the world that shut down the economy. Okay. So he had to do something unprecedented to support the financial markets. And then he had to spend two years taking that support out without crashing the financial markets. He almost did. Banks, this year, do you even remember? Banks were going broke. First Republic went under, got taken over by J.P. Morgan. It's like hard to believe we just lived through a year of that. And now this guy is engineering a soft landing or no landing at all. I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't know. I'm sure there's pushback. Some of you are thinking I'm crazy. And next year, the economy's going to crash. I don't know. But this guy looks like a mad genius right now when it comes to stock market investing. I'll tell you that. So we got this morning the PCE number, which is one of his favorite indicators of inflation. And the PCE came in. I'm not going to go through the numbers. Bottom line, the PCE came in supportive of the current market narrative. That's all we care about. I don't care what the numbers are. It supports the bull market. It supports the narrative of inflation coming down to 2%, Fed being able to to continue to, uh, forget that, scratch it. Fed being able to, to scratch it. The narrative being peak interest rates have been reached and something nicer is going to happen in 2024. Before I say all the other stuff that I don't know, I don't know if they're going to cut rates. I don't know what, but peak interest rates are done. Two-year bear markets over. Massive cup and handle breakouts on every major index. Sky's the limit. I'm going to share with you a chart right now of stealth quantitative easing. This guy is a mad genius. Take a look at this chart right here. 
Okay. Take a look at this chart right here. Use of Fed's bank term funding program rose to a record. It rose to a record. Now, let me explain. Um, I want to read this off for you and explain exactly exactly what this means. Just a second. Let me get there. Okay. Banks are pocketing real money by borrowing money from the Fed's newest backstop facility, which charges very low rates, and then parking the cash at another unit of the Fed, which pays higher interest rates. Let me let me read that again. Let me look at you when we talk about it. Let me look at you when I'm talking about this. Whoops. Okay. We went through a banking crisis. The Fed set up a new facility. We now see record amounts of banks borrowing. This is a carry trade. This is a this is a carry trade. This is the Fed's created a carry trade for banks to shore up bank balance sheets. You banks can borrow at a ridiculously low low rate and go, I mean, they can probably go buy treasury bills at 5%, 5.5%, 5 and a third, whatever the number is now, and pocket the difference, which is just liquefying the banking system. And I humbly submit to you the importance of the risk monitor in our trading desk. The Fed and the powers that be will always come up with new and inventing ways, inventive ways to shove cash into the system when they think it's necessary. You and I aren't going to know that. Big institutions will. JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, because they're they're not not only it's not like they're paying for the information, they're doing it. The banks are doing it. They see the cash coming in. They're getting cash flush. When liquidity comes into the system, the market goes up. This isn't rocket science. The only thing you and I can do to get access to that information as it affects equities is to follow the risk monitor because it monitors confluence. And the only guys that can put every index up at the same time are the big banks flush with cash. That's what it is. And so in early November, risk monitor goes green at a time where it didn't make any sense. And the market was at the lows of the year. And we're like, what is going on? I mean, equally weighted S&P was down on the year. The small caps were down on the year. I mean, it was ugly. We get confluence everywhere. And then we see things like this. Cash has been piling up at banks. There's always going to be another trick that the Fed does to flush cash into the system when they think it's necessary. Our job is to read and react to it, and the risk monitor did that for us. Let's go over real quick stocks um, to buy, stocks that we've 
changed? What's our portfolio look like look like uh, today? What have we done differently? A um, couple of changes. I was long, and um, this this is just a little change, but I was long Tesla, Meta, and, Am, uh, and um, Tesla, Meta, and NVIDIA uh, calls, okay? And net-net, I made money on those long-term options. But what I really wanted to do was get long again, ARC, okay? So what, what we did here is on the big Fed day, which was right here, I booked a 25% plus profit in ARC, okay? I, so I basically booked a profit right in there. And what I wanted to do is get that trade back on. So we're already long in the macro funds. So don't forget, we have five different styles of management here. So if you're doing it yourself, or you're just getting the risk monitor, you, you're going to get, excuse me, you're getting the uh, armor report. You're going to get the risk monitor. You're going to figure out what I share with you, what our portfolio changes are. And then you have to figure out how to allocate that for yourself, right? If you're on the desk doing it with us, you can direct message me, ask me questions. I'm trying to explain it really all day, how I'm managing the money and moving it around. And of course, if I'm doing it for you through interactive brokers, if this was a portfolio that you and I agreed on, we said, okay, we're going to follow the, the, the armor macro fund. Um, that's the fund where if I was long those leaps, those leaps have been sold and the money has been rotated back into ARC. So we own QLD, SSO, UWM. We have 200% exposure to the market because we're 100% long there. But 100% long, including ARC, right? So we've captured all of the upside in the market in a big way. And we're just adding ARC back to that fund. We had ARC in the special situations fund before. What I did was book that profit and build our own armor innovation portfolio. And then out in the macro fund, I'm adding ARC back in. Okay. We also took a position for fun. And this is a fun position. I don't know how long it's going to last in the portfolio, but we're trading Hive. We traded it. See, there's the green bar of the first day. We traded it. We traded it the next day, the next day. And then we got on a trade yesterday. We got on a trade yesterday in that green box right there, and it just ripped to the close. And so what I did into the close there is book a 25% a of the profit I took off the table. I'm carrying three quarters of the position. The stop is going to be just slightly above break even now. So I can't theoretically, when I say can't, it could gap down, but on a normal situation, I won't lose money on this trade and I've booked a quarter of my gain already. And now I'm going to just let it go and see how high the stock goes. So I'm going to have some fun there in Hive. Okay. Um, there was a story on Hive today. They, they, um, they, they did a private placement, which drove the stock down for a day. That was right in here, that red bar. They did a private placement, $25 million. And now today they announced they purchased 7,000 Bitmain um, ant miners. So obviously they're adding to their ability to, to collect, um, you know, they're, a, they're a cryptocurrency miner. So that's a bullish story for them. And the stock is up a little bit more, um, in the pre-market. So those are the things we changed in the portfolio real quick. These are the stocks we now own. I'll just run through it with you and then I'll see you on the live trading desk, um, for whatever action we take today. Um, and let me just say, I don't expect any changes to the portfolio today. Um, with the exception of this, 
Why don't we start here? The only thing I could see doing the portfolio today is adding precious metals miners to the portfolio. I've been looking for Friday's close to see what GDX does. If and, and right now GDX is blowing out. Gold and silver, gold's up over 1%, silver's up over a half a percent, and GDX is trading. Um, where's GDX right now? Oh, it's a big gap up, 32 and change. Okay, so it's going to gap above these highs. And and honestly, I said to you guys the other day, I'd rather pay more. I, I want to pay up for this. I want to make sure it breaks out on a weekly close, and then I'll have that third piece on. So we already have gold. We already have silver. Now I'll put on the miners if it closes the week up here. And that PCE number seems to really have helped out um, the mining. So um, it's going to be a gap up. Nuggets the way I'm going to play it. I never buy a gap up in the miners. I'm going to let it gap up, see how it trades in the morning. If it holds that gap and strong by the end of the day, strong by the end of the week, Nugget will be in the portfolio alongside of spot physical silver and gold, and I'll have my allocation that I want to precious metals. Okay. So that's probably the top stock on the whiteboard, right? So that's like, you know, top shelf. That's what I'm going to go after as a new investment. It's the only thing I'm going to put in the portfolio if it holds up all day, I'm not doing anything else. And, 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 um, other than managing success, if a stop gets hit, you know, somewhere I'd book, I'd, I'd take it out, raise a little cash. Um, I'll be looking to trade the S and P as always, but, um, uh, not, not much more than that today. Just going to sit back and enjoy the ride. And now we can just look through the portfolio. So got some arc in there, got some, uh, Airbnb, and the, all these red lines you're looking at are the stops. So as long as they're above the stops, we stay with them. This is uh, the biotech trade. Coinbase is one of our greatest investments of the year. We paid um, originally right in here around 84 and change. And we've traded it a couple times and we're on the trade again. And it's just an, an incredible move. The concept stock, you know, one day I want to wake up and see the stock up huge. We'll see. Hive again, that's another aggressive name. IoT keeps toying with the stop, but staying above it, which makes that stop more and more impressive. And eventually the stock breaks out to the upside, I'm hoping. Ooh, Pack Bio above uh, 10. Above 10.50 on a weekly basis, and it's game on on Pack Bio. I already have the trade. Maybe I add another 20, 25% to the position if that happens. Path. See, there's our gold position. It's going to gap up over 1%. And here's our silver position gapping up about, you know, three quarters of a percent. So if we can hold those gaps by the end of the week, I'm going to want more exposure through uh, GDX. QLD, I don't know what's, I haven't seen the story on Roblox, I imagine. It looks like someone must have downgraded or something. So we'll see how that trades. Semis keep going up, up another 2% this morning on SOXL. SSO, Trade Desk, Uber, and um, and small caps. So far, so good, guys. That's our portfolio. So on the way out, my only thought there is um, getting on a trade on Nugget today to add to the portfolio. Everything else is just enjoy the ride. It looks like as of right now at the open, we're, we're going to be at the highs of the week. So whatever happened 
uh, on Wednesdays being erased. All right. You guys have a great trading session. It's wonderful working with you. I can't wait to see you on the trading desk. Those of you who are going to join us, everybody else, you know, have a wonderful uh, three-day weekend. Monday, the market's closed, so I won't see you. Uh, enjoy Christmas, and uh, we'll get back at this morning call Tuesday, 845. Take care, everybody. Whoops.